Blog Talk Radio. Welcome. This is she, and it is a beautiful, kind of chilly night here in North America on the West Coast. And tonight we're going to connect with a clear heart and clear mind. And part of the inner work truly is is about learning how to be still, how to be still with self so we can hold that center in everything that we do and decide how we want to engage in every given moment. Every day I do my best (laughs) to hold that center. I'm not always graceful. I'm always up to the practice. But that's what I do. I ask myself, A, how can I serve a situation? And B, if I find myself getting engaged in a place where I feel it's pulling me from one side or the other, meaning the left or the right, or from an emotional place, I take the time to take a deep breath and step back and be silent and then re-engage. So the reason for this, I want to share a little bit of a parable for all of us, is that many people might want to do a little check-in here and see where they're at. What are they connecting with in their mind and in their heart? A quick way to check in is how many thoughts do you have during a given day? And how still is your mind and how clear is your heart, meaning you don't have any travesties, anger, frustration, uh, (laughs) all these emotions that counterbalance joy, love, peace, harmony. Yes, we do have polarities on this planet, but the heart center is this beautiful, abundant tool that we can use to help navigate us through life. And if we cloud it with a lot of emotions, baggage, baggage, pain, grudges, all that does is commit us to keep repeating these stories. So before we dive deeper into why we would want to have a clear heart and a clear mind, like why would we want to do that? I want to just recap from last week. And last week we talked about mastering self. And I had us go through... um, basically what's been depicted as the seven deadly, quote-unquote, sins, I say that playfully, and um, and how we can transform them, how we can transform them into peace, generosity, steadfast, humility, purity, wisdom, kindness, uh, being satisfied and feeling nourished. That's the potential when we master ourselves, that we no longer are gripping to that which we think we know or we feel we need in our life. We're just quite content with what is so in every given moment. So last week when we talked about that, some of what I said the outcome would be that you would self-love, you would discover your center, you would find your flow, and you would start to employ mindfulness. And we brought in the tools of to stop, breathe, and then roll from your heart or your crown and ask, how can I serve and stay in the light? So those are our tools. And right now we could just check in really briefly to see 
how we did or did we employ some of these tools. And if you didn't listen to last week's episode, that's okay. You can go back at any time. And I really encourage you, if one of these segments really sticks with you, check back with it, re-listen to it to see how the practice has gone, where you've come, and um, that way you can really be aware of how much progress you've made. I think it's a great tool. I think I've used the example before, but when I learned to ski, my friend's father (laughs) was so great, bless his soul. He... um, you know, taught me how to ski, and I don't really like falling and skiing. It's not fun. And he caught on quite rapidly that I just didn't want to do that, so I did everything in all costs to avoid falling. I would have crazy form, whatever it is. I'll follow anyone almost anywhere on a mountain. Um, And so he decided that he wanted me to make sure I could master getting up in case I was in a precarious position, which is good to know how to do when you're on the side of a mountain. So he just knocked me down. And he said, I want you to first look how far you've come, and then I want you to get up. (laughs) And so that's part of this practice is that, one, we need to sometimes stop and look how far we've come. Celebrate how far you've come in a given moment, and then say, okay, it's time to get up and keep going down the mountain. And notice I say down the mountain. When we do this work, our life becomes easier and easier. It's not like climbing up a mountain, but it's just like going down the mountain in a beautiful sled or on a pair of skis or um, on a snowboard or just on your bottom or rolling down a hill, a grassy hill, if you're not into snow sports. (laughs) Uh, So just imagine that this work allows us to flow down the mountain. Now, also, what we can remember when we're doing this inner work is that sometimes it feels like we are climbing up a mountain. And I had this beautiful uh, experience when I was in Guatemala uh, earlier this month was that I was staying at the top of the mountain. Every time I had to climb up to the top of the mountain, I realized that I was kind of like a goat trying to charge the mountain. And then I would watch this beautiful woman, Sarah. She would come up and check on me when I was in uh, my vision quest. And she was never out of breath, and she would just move very concisely and still every step of the way she was one with the mountain okay so during this practice while sometimes it will feel like we are climbing a very steep mountain and sometimes it'll feel like we just want to lie down or jump off the side of the mountain forget about it but if we move in a very steadfast motion up the mountain we'll have plenty of energy to reach the top and once we do We won't feel like we're out of breath. We won't feel overworked. We won't feel taxed. We'll realize that we've mastered that component. And then we'll see how effortless it is to come down, and we'll witness everything that we've traversed to come up. So that's a little bit of analogy of how we can think about it when we're doing this inner work. And then also the reason for thinking about doing the inner work and mastering self is that so you can enjoy going down the ski slope. You can enjoy rolling down the mountain. You can enjoy the wave. You can enjoy the outdoors. You can enjoy living. You can finally be in a place where you can surrender in every moment, no matter what you're facing, that you can enjoy it. And you can choose how you want to engage with it. Now, I want to share with all of you a little bit of a parable from... 
an experience I had this past uh, December. It was a beautiful, beautiful experience. I had the opportunity to introduce an elder to um, another elder. And one is an indigenous elder and the other one is, uh, well, they're both indigenous elders, but from opposite sides of the world. And uh, Native American and a Tibetan Rinpoche. And the beautiful part about this is that where this Rinpoche is located, it is what they call, quote unquote, the Southwest Buddha Field. And this Buddha Field is, you can't deny it. You walk through it. You're with it on the land. It's coming up from the land. The connectivity to the land and the power that's coming from the heart energy is filled with just love and compassion. It was in that moment that um, the Rinpoche turned to us as we sat in silence with him for a while, and uh, there was this connection between the two. They realized, one, that they were brothers, and two, that they were the same. Opposite sides of the world, but they were the same. And two, what the Rinpoche said, which was so profound and so poignant for right now on this planet when we're clinging and gripping to many things, is that he said, it's not about religion, no religion, and this isn't meant to offend anyone that has a religious belief, but the, what he said, and I hope that everyone can listen to it, he said it's not about that. It's about a clear heart and a clear mind, uh, a heart that is clear of love and compassion, no hate, no animosity, no judgment, no shame, no guilt. It's a free heart, one to love unconditionally one to have compassion for all beings. And the second thing he said was a mind that is filled with the heart. A mind that's filled with the heart does not think of horrible things. A mind of the heart would never want to harm another human being. A mind of the heart is still, it's empty. It doesn't go on and on and on about self and other people. And that wisdom is really what the show is about, is that this is about getting healthy, getting our humanity healthy in the mind. Because the mind is what we take with us. The impressions that we have, the judgments, the thoughts, the trepidation that we hold here in our mind's eye, the anxiety, and that Fear and anxiety that we hold in our heart is what we take with us off this planet and into the next. And no matter what your belief system is, it's only you and whatever you feel is the person that will receive you or being or higher states of consciousness is going to receive you on the other side. So if you do believe in a religion and you participate in a religion, then on the other side, when you get to that place, then you would have that person, potentially, that is going to ask you, well, what did you do there? And if you have doubt in your mind and anxiety and shame and guilt about your actions, that goes with you. And I promise you, because I'm very familiar with these realms, that 
you will be impacted at that point in time. So what better opportunity do we all have in this moment to prepare for that passage? And then we can show up in this moment to serve each other and be still with each other and have a good time and realize that life can be effortless if we do choose. We can enjoy every moment. I've been in some really impoverished places in the world and seen some of the most joyful beings on this planet. And I have been in some of the wealthiest places in the world and seen some of the most miserable people on this planet. It has nothing to do with material wealth. It has nothing to do with having a person in your life has everything to do with your inner constitution and how you feel in every moment. And not just in those moments when you're experiencing joy, has everything to do with how you handle those situations when you're faced with a hardship, a travesty, uh, something that's going to challenge you and ask you to stretch bigger and stand tall. It's how you handle those moments and how you handle the joy in, with presence and remember to enjoy those moments and be with the moments of joy instead of being someplace else. So that is potentially your incentive for having a clear mind and a clear heart. And guess what? When you do that, your work is going to flow easier. Your life around you is going to be easier. You're going to feel joy and you're going to feel so much more at ease and you'll realize that you don't have to engage in other people's stuff. It's a choice. If someone else has an issue, you do not have to take it on as your own. You can decide in every given moment if you want to be still in the mind and still in the heart. And it's perfectly okay. People don't always like to hear that. Um, I've seen that mirror often lately, um, but that's okay as long as you know and are comfortable with self, you have the ability and right to be in that space every moment of the day. So we are going to take a moment right now to listen to a song by my friend Elizaveta because I do keep bringing us back to this kind of concept of transition death. Remember, the death is not just about leaving your body. It's also the metaphorical death, the death that we go through when we have to face different things in our life. Sometimes we experience a death in joy. Sometimes we experience a death just because we have to walk through a passage of our life that's not so comfortable. Sometimes we realize in any given moment that we are really ignited, we are triggered, and we have a choice. We can keep fighting, we can keep pushing, we can keep yelling at other people, we can keep blaming this person, that person telling them one thing or another, or we can own up to it, lie down, and just allow yourself to die. Metaphorically speaking, surrender to that which you're fighting. And sometimes it takes rolling around on the ground, crying, kicking, screaming, and just saying, oh, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to do it. And sometimes we have to do it over and over again. Um, I've done it plenty of times, and I'm sure I will be doing it again. I'm okay with going through that process because I am committed to having a 
as clean of departure from this planetary system as possible um, when I make that big transition and to move smoother and smoother through each transition I have on this planet. So right now, we're going to listen to a song by a friend. Her name is Elisabetta. I've featured her music. She recently released an album. I love featuring artists. If you have an artist that really speaks to you and they're happy to have me share and promote their music online, please send me an email at s at suzannetoro.com. My server's down right now. Um, the other email you can use is uh, suzannetoro at gmail.com. Um, we're going to listen to Orion right now. I want you to listen to it in the aspect of non-attachment when you're ready to go. Um, that's It's a little bit about surrender. It's about going back up to the stars and really asking another, did they know? And the reason I want you to connect with this is, one, when we go through this process of clearing our heart and clearing our mind, we have to decide, are we ready just to leave? Are we okay with departing from a situation that no longer serves? Are we ready to move on into the stars so we can um, find our highest self and return to our light being. This is how I relate to the song. It's not necessarily how Elisabetta wrote it, but that's how I'd like you to connect with it. Connect with the words. See what comes to you. Just close your eyes and enjoy it. It's called Orion.
Well, um, as Elisaveta has said, um, did you know I was dying? The the reason I shared this song uh, is that oftentimes when we're ready to shed a layer and get a little bit clearer in our heart, we feel like we're dying. We feel like we're suffocating. We want to cling to something around us to hold us, to be with us. And really um, what's being asked is if we can be with self. Can we walk alone? And uh, we are at a point in our history as a human race on planet Earth where we are being asked to reconnect to ourself, to our planet, and then to each other. Once we reestablish this connection to ourselves and then simultaneously with our planet and to our entire world system, we will have a veil lifted from our eyes and we will suddenly see each other so different. And so right now, as we are collectively in what I call a metaphorical bardo, the in-between, we will be given the opportunity to do this work together. While I would highly recommend that you find your center, stay in your center, and then find your um, sangha, as I would refer in Tibetan terms, or community that is aligned with you vibrationally. Find the frequencies that will support you during this process because there will be a process for all, each and every one of us, and I'm not excluded in this process. So the reason I mentioned turn and ran because I was dying is that what happens when we are ready to get a still mind, a clear mind, or clear our heart and connect with self, is that we do need to retreat. And for some people, this can be really um, a challenge because if they have abandonment issues, it's going to feel as if that person's abandoning them. Very much like it feels when someone dies, we feel lost, we feel the void. So to understand in these moments that you can do your best to communicate this to the people around you. If you're choosing to do your inner work and you've decided, I really want to get clear, I want to clear my mind, I want to clear my heart, the only way we can do that is with self, really, to be with self and know what it means to be by self. What that will require first to empty the mind is to take some time to learn to be silent. For most people in Western, modern societies, this is very difficult. They have plenty of time to spend on technologies, on their phones, on Facebook, in front of a television, in front of video games. They have plenty of time to spend indoors disconnected from any human species or any nature but in front of what we're listening to me on right now, a computer or a television or a radio. The only way to start to reconnect with self is to remove self from all these distractions and sit on the earth and reconnect with what sustains our life force, what gave us our life force, and be silent. You can do this indoors 
I highly recommend spending some time outdoors in silence, connecting with the earth. Put your bottom on the ground. Sit down and stay a while. Talk to the trees. Keep your eyes open for a moment. Look around and have some gratitude in the heart. As you do this, as you take time to do this, you will find that you have the opportunity to realize some things about yourself. And you'll realize where you have some triggers still because they'll show up. I mean, as soon as you sit by yourself, you, you'll you see where your mind goes. It'll be either at work, it'll be still chewing on some issue about that someone did something to you. Uh, you will realize, like, whoa, that's right here in my face. I can't really escape it. I can't go look at Facebook. I can't go look at YouTube. I can't ignore it. I can't stuff it. It's right here in front of me. Within that moment of silence, you have the opportunity to release it. We can do this a couple ways, and I'm going to take us through a short meditation because we have a lot to cover tonight. We'll probably revisit this issue, this, these topics, this practice. It's not an issue. It's actually a practice uh, next week, too, about the heart and the mind. Is that within that silence, you'll get really clear. You'll go into a contemplative meditation. You will suddenly be there so long that your mind fades, and then you'll find yourself naturally moving through other segments. Being in silence when I've taken time, when I put myself in solitude uh, for days or weeks at a time, I found that we really can lose complete track of space or time. And time doesn't really exist. We're in a radial universe. We're in a radial planetary system a spiraling radial system. So there's no linear time. So what happens when you're in that space is that you just continue to connect with that which which is swirling around you. And it just keeps coming around until you make peace with it. So what we're going to do is we're going to go into a little bit of a meditation. I am going to share with you that radial nature and how we can just notice what's floating around our mind's eye and how we can empty it. Sitting on the earth is a great opportunity because she, Gaia, our beautiful, luscious goddess, she is willing to absorb all this energy. She's not selective. She doesn't necessarily have to have all pure thoughts. She will absorb this and turn it into the beauty we see around us. She is a master. Like, look at our planet and look at what she, our sun and our moon and our ecosystem create. It is breathtaking, and when we sit there and release that to her, we're just giving her some energy, energy to feed back into our world system. So close your eyes right now and take a deep, deep breath, connecting with the heart center. We're going to connect with this heart center, and I want you just to notice right now as you breathe in and out, one, How are you feeling in that heart center? Is it feeling open and clear? Have you opened yourself to a level of intimacy, not with another person, with yourself? Especially if you haven't opened yourself to a level of intimacy with someone else, if you're always pushing people away, kind of keeping them at arm's length because you don't want to go there. Um, Just notice that. Just be aware of that. And then decide, okay, you know what? I haven't allowed myself to get really too intimate with anyone because I'm afraid of that. So within that, take a deep breath in and just notice where your heart is. 
Does it feel clear, calm right now? This will always change. But in this moment, just evaluate it. Just connect, breathe in, and then breathe out. As you continue to breathe into the heart center, I want you to think about bringing that energy from the heart center up to the mind's eye, breathing in and out. And then in the mind, this is just going to be our opportunity to get still and just notice where we're at. No judgment, but just notice, is the mind calm? Just check in with the breath. Where are your energies and intentions and thoughts running? Do you feel still and clear? Clear meaning that there's nothing there, no thoughts just ready to receive information and to take action in every moment. When we hold our mind in that void, magic is afforded. Things appear instantly if we allow them to. Deep breath. And now I just want you to connect the breath from the heart breathing it up through the throat into the crown of the head and imagine your oxygen just clearing your entire skull, clearing both hemispheres, clearing your electromagnetic relationship within self and with the earth, just allowing your foundation to feed up from Gaia as you breathe in and then when you exhale, I want you to release anything that occupies your mind right in this moment or even today. Just be in the present moment, breathing up. And out. Deep breath in. And out. Again, another deep breath up and out. Now, with the breath, just softly breathing gently into the heart center. Soft, gentle breath. And if a a thought arises, I want you to imagine sending it out from the crown chakra and letting it just shower down onto the earth. Beautiful waterfall. And just soft, gentle breaths into the heart center, clearing any areas that might feel restricted, opening to receive that which is needed to support you during this process of opening our chambers.
beautiful. And then just take the time now to bring a simple word. Helps shift the energy in our mind and in our heart. And that word is gratitude. In this moment, think of one thing that you're grateful for. One thing. Bringing it into that heart center. And then releasing it out. Releasing it to the person, place, or thing that you're grateful for. Out into the universe and allowing it to be released. Intentional gratitude. And now as you... Connect with gratitude, the energy of gratitude, whatever was occupying your mind. I want you to shift the awareness from whatever, for whatever reason it was on your mind, whether it's out of clinging, wanting, fear, stress, just occupation. See the gift in it right now. Why is it there? Is it to show you a face of self that you're ready to shed? Is it a distraction? Thank you, universe, for reminding me that I'm distracted and I need to bring presence into my life. Whatever it might be, change how you're perceiving it. Say thank you and release it out into the universe. Thank you, angry person that showed up into my life today. I thank you for showing me a piece of myself. I thank you for being my teacher today. Whatever it might be, And then release it out into the universe. Have gratitude for that which you received in the moment. Thank you, stress that I'm feeling for my work, reminding me that I need to be kind to my mind, to my heart, to my body, and to my entire ecosystem around me. Giving gratitude for that which challenges us allows it to release the power that it holds over us in both our mind, body, spirit, and our astral projection. And now to conclude, I just want you to imagine yourself clearing yourself completely of all distractions that occupy the mind. Just imagine yourself just taking this big sweep, clearing everything out, releasing and cutting any cords that you are projecting out or that someone else is projecting in. Just imagine yourself clearing it all out with the energy of the heart the energy of universal love and compassion from the mother's heart, from the sacred mother and the sacred father. Clear that energy and now return the breath to the heart center, breathing in and out and just being still. Now gently bring your awareness back to my voice, to your environment, activating the hands, and the feet, and just being with self. Now, in that moment of being still, we went through a couple evaluation. That's a great way to start meditation. Check in where you're at, and then go deeper into the meditation. That was a very active meditation because we're clearing, being present with what is, and allowing ourselves to have some contemplation about what's being presented and shifting the energy from whatever it is, however it's pulling on you, to gratitude and to love. So now just check in and see how you feel. See the difference. Notice and evaluate just like skiing down that mountain and falling down or being pushed down. (laughs) Notice how far you came just in that short period of time. 
by connecting with your silence every day as if you can carve out that time. Start with five minutes, go to ten, go to twenty, go to an hour, go to two hours, go to three hours. In turbulent time, take the entire day. The biggest gift you can give anyone if you are completely out of control, meaning that super angry, lashing out at people, engage with them, give yourself a timeout, go to silence, or just go outside and sit down, lay down, and breathe into the earth and relax. And don't re-engage in the situation until you're ready. Now, if anyone does want to call in and have questions, uh, in about 10 minutes, I'll take questions. You can call in if you're listening live. If you're listening to this later, then you can email me. Questions, you can call in at 646-200-0069. 646-200-0069. You can also type them on the chat board, and I'll be happy to answer them. If you want to just correspond with me direct, you can do it s at suzannetoro.com or my server's uh, having a little bit of a trouble. We'll have it fixed out in a day or so. Uh, you can email me at suzannetoro.com. And hello, question one with a nice wave. Thank you for joining us. If you have a question, please type it in. So next, uh, the value of silence will help clear our mind and our heart. Um, and that's a simple thing to do. You just It's a practice. And it's a commitment. But it's no different than taking the time to eat. It's no different than taking the time to exercise, to uh, gain w- or obtain wisdom. Uh, it's just a choice of where you want to direct your energy in a given day. Uh, so that that is up to you how you want to put it in. But there's plenty of time if you disconnect from some of these things that we're codependent on, some of these distractions. Uh, there's plenty of time to carve out these few moments. So a simple way to do it is you're spending uh, hours on hours on end on Facebook, email, and all that stuff. You can decide, you know what, I'm only going to answer my emails once a day or twice a day and let the people you work with and that you're you're corresponding with, that's your new policy. That's what you want to do. Or let them know, you know what, I need a couple days. I need a day. I'm, I need to be by myself. Just communicate with them that. Less sometimes is more. So take the time just to reorchestrate. Once you carve out those times of not having to do so many emails or so many Facebook posts or so many YouTube videos, you will have plenty of time to meditate. Easily you'll have time for an hour or two. You'll be surprised when you reorganize your day. So that's step number one um, to getting a clear mind. And it's a daily practice. And it will benefit you not only for the world that's around you in this dimension, it will benefit you in your sleep state, in the other dimensions, and when you take passage off this planet and on this planet. Now, the heart. There is an opportunity for all of us right now to clear our heart, to open up these chambers and get intimate with self. And we'll have a more in-depth conversation about the intimacy of the heart. Right now, what's happening on the planet, we are here in the Gregorian count of April 12, 2012. Uh, we are under a interesting time because we have are making this huge transition 
in our economic society, our global society, and within how we're going to relate to each other. So getting to know the heart is really a profound opportunity for all of us to decide, do we want to get intimate? The only way we can truly be intimate with anyone else, we can we can I don't know, play along and fake it for a while with each other. But if you still have emotions and triggers, um, it's going to still take you to do some inner work. It's not to say that you can't still have relationships, but to be really honest, do you love yourself? And if you don't love yourself, then why are you going out and having a relationship with someone else? All you're doing is bringing all this collective energy from past relationships into a new relationship. And you're going to project it on them because they're going to trigger you. That's what the beautiful thing about relationships are. Uh, I think Hermas said in a previous interview, he's so brilliant, you can spend years and years with a therapist and they might get to your core issues, but in two minutes, someone that you love or, or quote-unquote in love with will trigger and resurrect that which you need to work on. So I guess that's an incentive to have love relationships right now. You can find out what your emotional triggers are and what your inner work is. So you decide in that moment, are you willing to do your work? And if you are in a partnership or friendships, are are those partnerships and friendships willing to do the work with you? Are they willing to stand by your side and honor you as the beautiful, divine, love, perfection that you are and hold you in compassionate light? Now, when we get intimate with a heart center, it does not mean that you have to tolerate abuse, that you have to stand there and hold their hand. Sometimes it takes walking away. When you see someone hurting, when you see someone in pain, you realize that, A, what's your involvement? Why are you causing the issue with them or participating? And is it best that you walk away? Or do you need to just really take ownership for your own work inner work and go into solitude, be by yourself. I have a friend that's been in retreat for two months now and she's going to keep going. I, uh, over the past year, have lost, um, gone through a series of deaths, uh, my own deaths and lost people very close to me. And during that time, I elected to put myself actually in retreat um, for a period of time completely by myself and then very limited other access to individuals other than my work. I did that because I had no business going out there and relating to anyone. (laughs) I had no business being in relationship with anyone, friendship or otherwise, because I needed to move past that which was being presented to me and heal. And these come up and down in life. So when we decide to clear our heart and open the chambers, then what happens is we open ourselves to a celestial realm of love, a cosmic love that's immortal. And no longer is our love rooted in suffering, attachment, codependency. It's full and it continues. And even though you might have people, once you get to that place, come at you or try to knock you down, or not on purpose, but it just is because they're dealing with their stuff, you will feel centered about it. You will feel this love that you have, and you will be okay with walking away. Just as Elisabetta said in her song, Did You Know I Was Dying? I Had to Turn and Run Away. So sometimes we need to do that, and then sometimes once we're centered and still, we know that we need to walk away and allow that person the space to go through what they need to go through and hold them in love and compassion. You can do that from a distance. So as we clear the heart... Uh, we will 
be able to start to live a little bit more freely. So right now, what I want you to do is to think about the breath and open yourself to the power of breath. How do we survive on this planet? By light and by oxygen and water. So we have these elements. We have five elements that really sustain us, but these key elements, the action of photosynthesis, if we did not have that, we would not be on this planet. So the breath, what does that tell us? How powerful is our breath? Super powerful. That's what sustains our life force. So check in right now. How deeply do you breathe? How conscious are you of your breath? And the breath can clear the heart. So take a deep, full body breath. Yes, beautiful. Light, oxygen, and water. That's it. That's the key. So take a deep, deep breath. Breathe in and out and feel that breath. Breathe into that heart. Expand the areas that are feeling constricted in the heart or any other part of your body. When we have dis-ease in our body, that's because we're storing energy there. It's blocked. Breathe into it. It's that simple. And if you go out onto the earth and connect to the energy of Gaia, she'll give you a boost. Just breathe into her, connect into her, put your palms on the ground, and that will also help clear that heart center. So the breath is our gateway to this beautiful, beautiful place. Now, the next thing I want to talk about is um, how do we heal the heart? We've talked about clearing the mind through silence. Part of the heart action here is through the breath. Really simple. This is something I really encouraged all my family to do last year when my brother was passing, making his big transition into his next. Uh, And I witnessed my father continually doing it, breathing into that heart center, breathing in love, breathing in all of his oxygen and awareness about himself. And it helps all of us to stop and breathe. So take the time, and as mentioned last week, stop, breathe, and then roll from the heart. (laughs) Sounds silly, but we have to keep a humor during this process. We can't take ourselves so seriously when we're moving through all of this stuff, our inner work. So how do we heal the heart? How do we clear the heart? When we do the clearing in the heart, we're going to naturally clear the mind because, one, we're going to bring in solitude. We're going to bring in silence. It's necessary. We will not clear the mind by having a lot of chatter with friends and family. It just doesn't work. There's Then what you're doing is you're taking on their energy fields, you're taking on their emotions, their belief systems, and you are just basically internalizing them. So solitude is really, really important. Um, It doesn't have to be for long, but you can take periods of it or weekly. Give yourself that time of solitude, that gift of solitude. Uh, Take the time to do your inner work. Take the time to find someone to help you with that inner work if you don't feel like you are skilled enough to do it on your own. And you'll know because if you can't sit with yourself silently in meditation, then it's really good to have someone work with you. I work with people all the time. Um, I'm happy to work with you or find someone that you you really feel aligned with. But have someone there to help you through the practice of doing the inner work. then taking the time to heal, taking the time out. When you go into that solitude, 
bring the intention that you want to move through that which is troubling you. If you've had a lifetime issue, um, something that's been with you, whether it's been in a relationship or out of a relationship, even if it's in a relationship, it has something to do with you. And if it's been with you all your life, take the time to say, I'm going to master this. I'm going to move past this. I'm ready. More than likely for all of us, there's always another layer or another thing that we're here to master. So that's okay. That's part of the process. But just decide, I'm going to take the time to heal whatever's bothering the heart. And then during this process, when you're taking the time to heal the heart, you will do yourself a favor by um, deciding that you are going to walk the path of authenticity and transparency. Oftentimes, when we're doing our inner work, we realize that we um, haven't been so truthful with ourselves. We've led ourselves into maybe some manipulation to keep ourselves safe, maybe some coping mechanisms to feed our soul because we're not ready to heal. So, again, I've talked about it before. Dependencies usually lead to compulsions, habits, sex, drugs, alcohol, shopping, uh, Internet addiction, TV addiction, gambling addiction, you name it. It's all out there. Um, when we cannot live without something or if we're always wandering and having to be engaged with something because we can't be still or by self, that's a great indicator that you have yet to face something, you're avoiding something, and it's time to get really honest with yourself and own it and own all aspects of yourself. When we do that, we start to see faces of shadow that might be perceived shadow and what happens when you embrace those aspects of self, you will come into truth with who you are and how you present yourself to the world. So our tools will be silence, breath, solitude. Get assistance if you need it. You know, someone that can help you through the process. And make the commitment to yourself only commitments in this life. We don't need to make commitments to each other. We don't need to make promises to each other or to ourselves. Just say, I'm committed to doing my inner work. I'm committed to clearing my mind and my heart for self. And when you do that, the rings of radiation that will radiate outside of you are so, so profound. So take responsibility for yourself and say, I'm going to do this work. I'm going to own up to it. Um, and you'll see how you refine yourself. And then as soon as you come out, like I actually came out of my solitude in January, where I was like, I'm ready to engage in my community. I'm ready to start being more active in my physical community around me. And wow, did universe test me pretty intensely to see if I was ready and to be honest, I wanted to run back into my cave, but no, I decided not to. I allowed it to run through me, and I realized how much work I did, how much clearing I did on my heart, and wow, what a powerful place to be in. And then to have you know new tests come up and to realize that I'm, I'm traversing through things in a really still place. So that's how we check through it. We take responsibility, we move back out, out of solitude, and we realize where we are and where we might have a little bit more work to do. So again, the tools are silence, breath, solitude, get assistance. You don't have to do this on your own. 
and commit to yourself. Make that commitment that you're ready to do this. It's the biggest gift you can give humanity is to find your stillness. I promise you it's a treasure and it's so freeing. And then take responsibility for yourself in every moment. You don't have to justify why you're doing your things. You don't have to justify why you need to be silent. Just know that you're doing the best you can. You're not responsible for anyone else. You can't help anyone with their dependencies, with their insecurities. That's not your that's not your role unless you're in that line of work to help them. But it's you're only responsible for yourself. So take responsibility for yourself and you will be so blessed at all the gifts that you will receive. Now, what are the gifts? What's the result here? Well, the gifts are that, one, you'll feel centered and calm, really calm, where you'll be like, wow, let me check in on this, like where you used to have the overriding fear and anxiety if this happened. But you'll be like, whoa, what what would happen if I lost my house right now? Hmm, I'd be okay. I'd be really content going and living in the woods. I could do that. You know, I've known people that have lived off the land for years. Years they've lived off the land with nothing to their name. So that might be an example. It might be like, wow, I might have, if I lost my job, I might have to get a new job, and that might lead to new adventures. I might have to move across the globe, and that might lead to new adventures because I might have to confront some fears and find and discover aspects of self. So the results will you'll be still, you'll be centered, you can you'll have a clear mind to make decisions in a moment. You can make them instantly without any doubt. You won't have to consult twenty friends before you make a choice. You'll just you'll feel really still about it. You'll know where to go. And you won't push so hard. There's no pushing involved once you're still. It just is. What is in front of you is. You'll know how to move forward and you'll know when to let go. This is part of the the gift of impermanence that, you know, sometimes we're brought into situations and it may last for a minute, it may last for a day, it may last for a year. Once you get still, you realize that there's impermanence in every given moment. So today you might be engaged in this big business deal and tomorrow it disappears. But if you keep clinging to the dream of that business deal, you know, you're willing to move on. And if we can all give each other that fluid movement, beautiful, beautiful creations can occur. Let go. We think it shall be so. The final thing, and it's the thing I always talk about that occurs, not the final, but the other result is self-love. You really learn to love self. No longer. Do you need anyone to provide that for you? You're just content. You're like, wow, this is so beautiful. I just love myself, and it feels good. This summer when I was going through um, a transition and I had to drive up to Canada and back uh, to get a bunch of my belongings, I remember um, I stopped through and serendipitously uh, met someone that just was there as like a bridge for me in that moment. We are in similar lines of shamanic work, and it was so great. We just uh, I intercepted him uh, very magically on the way up. This is again the story of presence, nature, 
orchestrated so I could receive this person and the levity that he brought to me in that moment reminded me to stay in that happy center. And then on the way back, I brought him a gift and we were able to go on a hike and we just talked about that. Like once you kind of master this letting go and traversing through great transitions, no matter how difficult they may feel, it's that simple. You just let go and you're like, wow, I can just be present with myself be in this beautiful, beautiful place and let go. Sometimes we hold on, and I definitely have held on because <laughs> I'm, you know, loyal in many, many ways. I'm a very loyal person. So that's what happens in that given moment. So this is your opportunity to be with a clear mind and a heart. So I have a question. Does connecting to my heart, uh, oh, does connecting to my heart, a connection to God uh, makes it better? Yes. If you have a spiritual practice or religious practice, if you connect to your heart, it's going to deepen your understanding of that belief system. It will connect you infinitely to that source. So as soon as you take the time to be still, Whatever your belief system is or isn't, even if you don't believe in anything, um, that's fine too. What happens is you learn to believe in yourself. So um, it will enrich that relationship and that communion at all times. So to wrap, yes, we're all, yes, we all traverse being hurt in our heart. The person is typing that they're hurt in their heart. Yes, when we're hurt in our heart, that's time to get still and allow that energy to move. So um, breathe into your heart, go through the crown of your head, and connect to God. If you connect with God and have a relationship with a God, breathe through your heart, connect to that higher source, and release the pain. Release the pain to the God, or to the earth, whatever you choose, but allow yourself just that compassion and love. Now, for those that are listening live, you will be able to still hear me if you've called in. For those that are not listening live, you'll be hearing this anyways. (laughs) I don't even know why I'm saying that. So what we're going to do right now is we're going to talk... Really quickly, I'm going to read a passage and then we're going to close out with a song. Just to recap quickly is that if you take time to be silent, take breaths into the heart, take time for solitude. This is separate from your meditation practice, just to be by yourself and do nothing. Be alone from outside distractions and electronics. Get assistance. This will help most of our humanity remove themselves from pharmacology, anxiety. If anyone's on anxiety, depression, meds, all that stuff, it's a huge red flag that it's time to do your inner work. Commit, Make the commitment to yourself that you want to clear your mind and your heart and take responsibility for yourself. You can't take responsibility for anyone else. This will release codependency and your result will be stillness, happiness, and self-love. We are going to close out with um, a passage about from the Tibetan Book of Dead. And then we will close with a song from Five Peak of Wisdom. Remember the clear light 
the pure, clear, white light from which everything in the universe comes to which everything in the universe returns. The original nature of your own mind, the natural state of the universe, unmanifest. Let go into the clear light. Trust it. Merge with it. It is your own true nature. It is home. The visions you experience exist within your consciousness. The forms that take are determined by your past attachments, your past desires, your past fears, your past karma. The visions have no reality outside your consciousness. No matter how frightening some of them may seem, they cannot hurt you. Just let them pass through your consciousness. They will all pass in time. No need to become involved with them. No need to become attracted to beautiful visions. No need to be repulsed by frightening ones. No need to be seduced or excited by the sexual ones. No need to be attached to them at all. Just let them pass. If you become involved with these visions, you may wander for a long time, confused. Just let them pass through your consciousness like clouds passing through an empty sky. Fundamentally, they have no more reality than this. Remember these teachings. Remember the clear light. The pure, bright, shining white light of your own nature is the deathless. If you can look into the visions, you can experience and recognize that they are composed of the same pure, clear white light as everything else in the universe. No matter how or where far you wander, the light is only a split second, a half breath away. It is never too late to recognize the clear light. This is adapted and translated by W.Y. Evans Wentz. Um, this is from the Teachings of the Buddha by Jack, edited by Jack Cornfield. So with that being said, that's something to contemplate. Next week, we will go deeper into the heart. We'll discuss how we can master some of these pains and we'll do some clearing and releasing exercises. It's a, it's, a vast system, it's an abundant system, and it's beautiful when we start to master it for ourselves. Then we have something to give to others and share with others. Great joy, laughter, peace. It's harmony with all beings, not just a select few, but all beings in the universe. Well, it's been a lot of fun. I'm so excited and passionate about this work. I I applaud all of you that have taken the time to be with me during this discourse. It takes courage and vulnerability to look at self, to go into the heart center. And uh, with that, I bow to each and every one of you. We'll close with a song by Five Peak Wisdom Mountain, called Five Peak Wisdom Mountain, uh, Nwang Ken Kong. And just close your eyes and just allow the energy of the song to carry you, allow it to fill your heart. And until next time, this is she signing out with a deep bow, a soft gaze, and a full, full heart. I love you. I have compassion for self and all beings. If you would like to reach out, deepen the discourse, or connect for a one-on-one, please feel free to email me at s at suzannetoro.com or 
that's what I'm still going through, go to SuzanneToro at gmail.com. That's S-U-Z-A-N-N-E-T-O-R-O dot com or just SuzanneToro at gmail.com. Thank you once again and enjoy.
就越困难，如此美。Thank、you